dead in a matter of seconds. His love would be gone. They were high on the hill overlooking the Moldau, the boats on the river plowing the waters north and south, their wakes furrows. The curling smoke from the factories below diffused in the bright afternoon sky, obscuring the mountains in the distance, and Michael watched wondering if the winds above Prague would come along and blow the smoke away so the mountains could be seen again. His head was on Jenna's lap, his long legs stretched out, touching the wicker basket she had packed with sandwiches and iced wine. She sat on the grass, her back against the smooth bark of a birch tree. She stroked his hair, her fingers circling his face, gently outlining his lips and cheekbones. Mikhail, my darling, I was thinking... Those tweed jackets and dark trousers you wear, and that very proper English which must come from your very proper university, will never remove the Havlicek from Havelock. I don't think they were meant to. One's a uniform of sorts, and the other you kind of learn in self-defense. He smiled, touching her hand. Besides, that university was a long time ago. So much was a long time ago, wasn't it? Right down there. It happened. You were there, my poor darling. It's history. I survived. Many did not. The blonde woman rose, spinning in the sand, pulling at the wild grass, plunging to her right, for several seconds eluding the beam of light. She headed toward the dirt road above the beach, staying in darkness, crouching, lunging, using the cover of night and the patches of tall grass to conceal her body. It would not do her any good, thought the tall man in the black sweater at his post between two trees above the road, above the terrible violence that was taking place below, above the panicked woman who would be dead in moments. He had looked down at her once before, not so very long ago. She had not been panicked then. She had been magnificent. He folded the curtain back slowly, carefully in the dark office, his back pressed against the wall, his face inching toward the window. He could see her below, crossing the flood-lit courtyard, the tattoo of her high heels against the cobblestones echoing martially up between the surrounding buildings. The guards were recessed in shadows, outlines of sullen marionettes in their Soviet-style uniforms, heads turned, signifying appreciative glances directed at the figure striding confidently toward the iron gate in the center of the iron fence, enclosing the stone compound that was the core of Prague's secret police. The thoughts behind the glances were clear. This was no mere secretary working overtime. This was a privileged Kurva who took dictation on a commissar's couch till all hours of the night. But others, too, were watching, from other darkened windows. One break in her confident stride, one instant of hesitation, and a phone would be picked up and orders of detention issued to the gate. Embarrassments, of course, were to be avoided where commissars were concerned, but not if there appeared to be substance behind suspicions. Everything was appearance. There was no break, no hesitation. She was carrying it off, carrying it out.
They had done it. Suddenly he felt a jolt of pain in his chest. He knew what it was. Fear. Pure, raw, sickening fear. He was remembering. Memories within memories. As he watched her, his mind went back to a city in rubble, to the terrible sounds of mass execution. Lidica. And a child one of many children, scurrying through the billowing gray smoke of burning debris, carrying messages and pockets full of plastic explosives. One break, one hesitation, then history. She reached the gate. An obsequious guard was permitted to leer. She was magnificent. God, he loved her. She had reached the shoulder of the road, legs and arms working furiously, digging into the sand and the dirt, clawing for survival. With no wild grass to conceal her, she would be seen. The beam of light would find her, and the end would come quickly. He watched, suspending emotion, erasing pain, a human litmus accepting impressions without comment. He had to, professionally. He had learned the truth. The stretch of beach on the Costa Brava was confirmation of her guilt, proof of her crimes. The hysterical woman below was a killer, an agent for the infamous Vojna Contra Razviedka, the savage branch of the Soviet KGB that spawned terrorism everywhere. That was the truth. It was undeniable. He had seen it all, talked with Washington from Madrid. The rendezvous that night had been ordered by Moscow, the purpose being the delivery of VKR field officer Jenna Karas of a schedule of assassinations to a faction of the Bader Meinhof at an isolated beach called Montebello, north of the town of Blanis. That was the truth. It did not set him free. Instead, it bound him to another truth, an obligation of his profession. Those who betrayed the living and brokered death had to die, no matter who.